Hello, all you scaredy cats and kittens, and welcome to the Two Scaredy Cats podcast, where we talk about all things strange, unusual, and paranormal. We're your hostess with the mostest. I'm Stacy, And I'm Kara. So, Kara, it's been a hot minute since we've had you on here because of the wedding and um, all the traveling you've been doing recently. I know we have a lot of new people that have started following us, so we thought we, I thought we should just say hi to them real quick. Welcome to the Two Scaredy Cats podcast. Um, sit back and relax, and hopefully you'll enjoy the show today. And thank you to all of our listeners that have been with us since the beginning. We appreciate you too. So, Kara, so, okay, so we had the wedding, and that was back yep. on the 11th. And then you guys went on your honeymoon, so where did you go? Why don't you tell people where you went and some of the stuff you did while you were there? Because it was yeah, kind of we cool to where Red you River went. Gorge down in Kentucky. Yes, that place is very neat. And what did you guys do while you were there? Well, we did some hiking, and then we went and did that um, underground tour, which was pretty cool. And how was the underground water? The it's so basically what she did is she was there's like yeah, a cave a tour. That they, yeah, and it's like clear. Well, you can explain it. Well, it was cl- the kayak itself mm-hmm. was clear, and there were LED lights, so you could see underneath into the water, Ooh, which that is, is cool. So cool. And then they ha- you could see like there's like fish down there, so you could see them swim underneath you. Mm. That's pretty cool. It was pretty fun. It was cool. It was kind of pricey, but it was cool. It was like not something you do like once and then you're done, and you know. that's good enough. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I thought it was. Did you guys see anything cool when you were uh, hiking, or any cool animals, or land formations, or anything like that? No, but we were very up very high. <laughs> Maria, was your cabin up very high too? Because you guys they stayed in a cabin while they were down there. Yeah, it well, was. Did you have to drive up like a road yeah, we like a... you do in Gatlinburg, where it's like really steep and narrow, and yeah, I mean it wasn't really steep. Mm-hmm. Luckily, I had to. Because some of, when I was looking at the cabin, some of them will say you have to have four-wheel drive, so I tried to avoid uh, that. We did have to go on a gravel road, though, to, like, the end uh, of it. And it overlooked, like, a like a, like a ravine or something right, cool. down huh. there. Who knows? Did you see any Bigfoot or anything cool. like that while you were there? No, I tried looking uh, for him. It's very elusive, the Bigfoot is. I saw, like, a, <laughs> there's a lot of, like, signs for him. Really? That's there. funny. He's everywhere. He is everywhere, man. He likes to get around. He's like an everywhere kind of man. <laughs> he definitely is. And then last weekend, well, last weekend we had Thanksgiving, but before that you were in uh, Portland, right? Yeah. Portland. And what was the restaurant that you got to go to? Yeah. What was that at? Why don't you tell everybody where you went for that? <laughs> it's the same place I went last time Okay. in Portland. But you the, weren't there uh, at the same time, though. It was Raven's Manor. But it wasn't ready. Well, we were a weekend ha- later. It was okay. a weekend later, so it was more Christmassy. Oh, like they were cool. playing like Nightmare Before Christmas music and stuff, oh, and like neat. a lot of the drinks were themed for like Christmas, which is cool. Yeah, that does sound cool. I'm jealous. Yeah, it's called Ravens Manor. So if you're out in Portland or in the Oregon area, yeah. check it out. It's really neat. We'll have to post a couple pictures of uh, the drink that you got from them. That was pretty cool. Yeah, it was. Um, Jack's Lament, I think, or something like that. Yeah, I think that's the one you got. There was a whole bunch of them. It was based had. off of that song, yeah. but it was like the because like in the song he's like messing with an ornament and he's doing experiments. Yep. So they had like a little f- machine that like created like fog inside of the ornament, and then you drank out of. It was the worst drink I've ever drank in my life. It was horrible. Really, but <laughs> I huh. got it for the aesthetic. <laughs> it was like a tonic, mom. It was like uh, so it was it, it tasted straight up any. like straight alcohol like it was like lighter fluid Ooh, yeah i bet that burns. i like 
I'm pretty good at, like, I'll finish my drink just because I got to finish it, you know. But I could not mm-hmm. finish it. <laughs> huh. I should have got from this. They were, like, like, a sweeter drink menu. But I wanted it because it was from, uh. Well, plus it's cool. It was cool. Yeah. yeah. And then it. I got. They have, like, a really good, um, cheese dip. I, th- I Spinach artichoke dip. That's what it was. Oh, uh, Okay. Yeah, you got that last time, I think. I, I did, too. It was really good. I got it again. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> and they gave good. me some extra bread for it. like Because they give you, oh, like, nice. it's like toasted bread. Mm-hmm. And then you dip it in, and it was so good. Mm, sounds yummy. It was. I almost fell asleep because I was so tired. Because <laughs> I'd been up <laughs> since, like, midnight that time. Because that was my oh. flight. Was it? Oh, that's right. Because you're on the opposite end of the world. Yeah. On the side of the earth. Yeah. God, I was just... the United States. Yeah. <laughs> I was going through it that whole time. Mm-hmm. I made it, though, somehow. Yep. Yep, and um, if you looked, uh, we've posted, I posted a video today, a reel or whatever, about the wedding with some photos from the wedding and that. I that saw people that. people can check out if they want to see. Mara's making yeah. fun of your llama video that you posted. <laughs> He's like, why is that- she posting a photo of llamas, but then it's about, like, cannibalism in the fucking thing. <laughs> Let's go watch our new because video about cannibalism. Could- but why I don't know. Why llamas? The llamas want to eat people. I don't know. Tell them to leave me alone. He was okay? trying. He was like, cute. why? What is the purpose of this? <laughs> why is it a llama? It was cute. I was trying to I know to it's get cute, but why would you put traction. it with the cannibalism video? Because <laughs> I didn't think about it, okay? I just saw cute little llamas and thought, okay. oh, this will be good. People um, cook Yeah, that's. This. Not good. To put. <laughs> Mario was asking me. He's like, "Why did she do this?" I'm like, "I don't know. I don't control her." Well, maybe if you helped out, I wouldn't have to, you know, pick stupid random things that I didn't. Yeah, well, I was buried. I've been buried. Uh, I know. I'm still well, buried. I figure work. I'm trying to play catch up. Uh, I know. I figure by the by next year we'll be next Jan- or by January we'll be doing much better. Because I'm yeah, another con a- in a few days, literally. Like, I know you do. Galaxy Con in Columbus. Yeah. I saw the uh, somebody was talking about that. Oh they yeah, were, it's all the buzz right now. They're going to be doing some uh, crafts. They're doing crafts there. What you know what I mean? Selling stuff. Which I need to. I wish I could come see it, but I can't because I already have a craft fair on Saturday. Because I'd like to see how it is and how well it does to see if I might try that next year. But anyway. Anyway, all right. So today, finally, Kara's back with us. Yay! <laughs> I'm real. <laughs> I, I did not get murdered. She really is here. I promise I didn't do anything to her. Um, so we're gonna go ahead. Kara's gonna start us off today, do her story, and then I'll do mine after her. So, Kara, what do you have for us today? Well, I have a very buck wild story about a historical figure. <laughs> it was very okay. interesting. Um, his name is the Count of Saint. Germain. But he goes by many names, but this is just his most prominent and what he's most well known as under this Elias. No one actually knows what his real name is or, well, he apparently on his deathbed told everyone what his real name is, but we'll find out more about that later (laughs) because it's interesting. So he's a European adventurer who was well known in uh, high society at the time in the mid 18th Mm -hmm. century. Um, his first appearance was actually in 1743, and his alleged death, I say alleged because there were sightings of him after, was in 1784. Oh. So he's like one of those people that hypes up his, you know, death so he can oh, yeah. make a lot of money off of it and then lives high sort off of the Sort of. This guy's, he's thing. an interesting character. I will say that. 
Um, like the more I looked at it, I was like, what, what is going on? Like, these are like big historical figures who have like documented cases of interactions with this guy. Wow. So Mm -hmm. he went under a lot of different aliases and names and backgrounds and we don't, no one knows his, the true origins. There's a lot of debates for like where he actually came from. Um, he could speak many Mm -hmm. languages. Um, he could compose music and he spoke of history from the past a thousand years as if he had lived it. So that's kind of where he got his hmm. reputation. Um, a lot of scholars okay. tried to test him on his knowledge, and then he always seemed like he knew more as if he was actually there, you know. Huh. So legend has it he appeared multiple times throughout history, and then some. there were some sightings of him uh, of Christ. I don't know the validity of those statements. Huh. And then as recently as 1970s, which is kind of crazy. But a lot of people think they're oh, just yeah, like con crazy. artists trying to like use his name and likeness. Oh. But I mean, you know, uh, he yeah. did apparently have, there were some rumors of him having the philosopher's stone at one point. So, Oh, really? Interesting. Yeah. Huh. He was an alchemist. That's what he's pretty well known for. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I was like, that's why he's relevant to the pot. Other than like, you know, he's keeps appearing over time. But Mm -hmm. records indicate he was born in the 1600s. We don't actually know Mm -hmm. when, like I said. Okay. Um, Some of the famous people that he like schmoozed with and was friends with was the Casanova. The one that, you know, I'm talking about the one who gave the name of Casanova. Yes. Well, the yes, one that was like yep. a ladies' man, and he's literally in the dictionary yeah. because of it. He the, he was friends yes, with him, or like they knew wow. of each other. I think they had like some rivalry because he was like trying to threaten his like lady killer status. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Gotcha. Um, Madame de Pompadour was another person. The Voltaire, she familiar. King Louis the Fifteenth, okay. and Catherine oh, the wow, Great. Yeah. Like this guy is like oh. getting all over <laughs> Europe. Yeah, really. So we're going to talk about his first confirmed appearance was in London in 1743, where he was wowing people with his musical abilities on the violin. Um, he became a composer mm. for the opera. I'm going to butcher this name. It's Lin Constanza de Lusa. Okay. He was very vague on where he came from when people would ask. And he was then arrested at the time because this was a time of uh, where it's a little dicey where he appeared like okay. there was like a lot of people right. thought he was a spy basically because uh, when you think about okay. someone shows up he won't disclose where he's from it was a little mm-hmm. suspicious and so he got through and <laughs> thrown into jail and then he ended up uh-uh. leaving oh he got they he was such a cool guy that they just let him out of jail which is That's weird awesome. <laughs> well wait didn't you tell me he was king uh, friends with yeah this he, he's king about to just let him out uh, of well jail? this is about to happen after after he gets, oh, okay, this is his first okay. appearance of like where he's kind of noted oh, okay. in history. Right. So he was released okay. in 1745 and then he cut ties with everyone he met there and he left the British Isles and he was not seen again for 14 years. Mm-hmm. So just poof, he's gone. Hmm. Um, Interesting. So in 1758 is when he shows up again in Vers- Versailles, France. And then. Right. Because he was known as an alchemist and he claimed to have all these rare dyes he ended up leading madame pompadour Mm -hmm. who was the chief mistress of the french king king louis the 15th Mm -hmm. that's how he met him um he gained Hmm. through through her because she was the mistress at the time one of the mistresses you know how it is yeah (laughs) so he gained the favor with this uh, lady the madame de pompadour and who spoke to him 
to the king who funded him for the construction of a laboratory inside the. I'm gonna. This is another. There's a lot of French names. Chateau de Chambord. Chateau. Chateau, Chateau de Chamb- okay, Chambord, which is like there a French. Um, okay. it was the French's palace. The King of France's palace. Okay. Like his magical palace. Mm-hmm. So wait, I'm curious. Yeah. Was he around the same time as Da Vinci? Did they ever cross paths, him and Leonardo? When was Da Vinci? Like, how, what year would that be in? Uh, oh, I want to say, was it 16, 17? I think that's too early, early before his, like, known kind of, um... I mean, okay. obviously people okay. later, after he was going around, were like, oh, you know, I've seen him before. You know, but this was, like, okay. well-documented, yeah. at least. Well, this portion. Okay. <laughs> it gets a little Got buck you. wild, and there's a lot of interesting things. It just seems like those two would be a good fit. For I could one see that based, based off what he's off, like you know up I mean. to. He's like basically in the pockets yeah. of all these like, and he's very charismatic, yeah, so he's people. able to like. He mm-hmm. literally he was gone for 14 years, and then just rolled up and became friends with the freaking king <laughs> of <laughs> France at the time, and gained his favor, that which is crazy. Nice. Yeah, huh. and he actually becomes a part of his royal court and his personal diplomat. Wow, that's yeah. This, like I said, this guy is crazy. (laughs) Like, like it's just weird that this guy came out of nowhere and just started doing all this crazy stuff. And there's all these weird. uh... So this is a quote from Casanova. This individual, instead of eating, he talked from the beginning of the meal to the end. It may be safely (laughs) said that as a conversationalist, he was unequaled. He was a scholar, a linguist a musician and chemist and good-looking and a perfect ladies' man. This was by Casanova who said this about him. Wow. <laughs> he rivaled him. But here's the thing. He was celibate. He would not sleep with anyone. Huh. Isn't that weird? <laughs> that is weird. Huh. Um, so during his time in France, multiple witnesses had seen him with the mysterious potion he kept in his jacket. And when people would ask him about it, he claimed it was a magical potion that he made um, that was what gave his youthful appearance. Because every time he's been seen, he always looks the same. Like, he looks like huh. he has not aged. Really interesting. I, as I said, this guy's really... Cr- this is a crazy story. I'm surprised we had never, like, heard about it. Right. Hmm. So, in the 1760s, the Duke of Chazelle accused the Count of Espionage, essentially. Hmm. Thinking he's a spy, because, I mean, he's got a shady background. Right, and then yeah. so King Louis the Fifteenth was very offended and gave the court legal the count legal protection, but then I think there was like some disputes and eventually he had to kind of uh, there was a warrant put out for his arrest and he was in Holland at the time under some secret mission for the king. So he was, so here he is in Holland and there's a thing and he's basically said, okay, I need to either disappear now or I'm going to be arrested. So obviously right. he disappears and we don't he hear from him again for a whole another year. <laughs> Wow. So this guy's really silly goofy. <laughs> He's just like, yep. hi, oh. I'm here. <laughs> now I'm not here. Uh, So he disappears and he reappears after a year. Um, And this is the time where he gets really weird. Like, or he basically becomes really involved in the occult movements, mm-hmm. um, such as the Ro- Rosicrucian, Rosicrucian order and the okay. Freemasonry. Okay. He's a Freemason, of course he's a Freemason. Right, yeah, all that weird stuff going on. Of course. Sure, I can see it. So in Vienna, he also found two occult groups called the Society of Asiatic Brothers and the Knights of Light, both of which were studying alchemy at the time. Oh, so he course. is like going all over about this alchemy stuff. 
This yeah. is where he kind of gets very in. all into the cult. Like, before he was just kind of, like, okay. schmoozing, you know. Skirting it or whatever, and then, yeah. So, in 1774, King Louis XVI and Marie Antoinette came to power, and the Count of Saint-Germain reappeared in France wanting to meet them because he had a crazy vision. Now he's got visions. Oh, boy. This guy has everything going. Yeah, really. And it, it's pretty crazy because what he prophesied, so he uh, did end up getting to meet with them, mm-hmm. and he tells them about, essentially, he outlined the French Revolution. Okay, cool. He predicted the French Revolution. That's crazy. Allegedly, like I said, you know, how these people are. Mm-hmm. was very vague, but essentially what he was describing was the French Revolution, and then that time, I think the French Revolution was 17... It ended in 1799, so that it was a pretty accurate. Mm-hmm. So it happened like 10 years or so after the, what he claimed. So that was interesting. Mm-hmm. So he eventually dies in Altona, Germany, after befriended the uh, king there, okay. uh, king of Germany. So he dies of pneumonia, and on his deathbed, um, he claims that he was an exiled royal of Transylvania. He was <laughs> the eldest son of Prince Francis II of Rick. Ricos and had spent his early years studying at the University of Siena in Italy. Hmm. So that's what he he claims on his deathbed. Okay. You know, All people right. make interesting deathbed planes. Right. But huh. then, so a year after his death, um, there is actually a record of him attending the Freemason uh, thing uh, during a major convention. Like, his name huh. was listed as one of the people for the French Freemasons. Okay, interesting. So, Right? Interesting that um, literally a year after his death, he's reappeared. Right. And we know how he's done this before. Where he'll just, like, disappear and yeah, then, you know, and then come back. Somewhere. Yeah. Totally different and on a new path or whatever. Yeah. Hmm. And then in 1789, this is another sighting of him, the mm-hmm. Contest de Ademire, which was the person who arranged the meeting for him with Marie Antoinette, Right. Um, she claimed to have met him with him after his death, and he looked the same age as before, like mm. when she first met him, which was like twenty years ago or whatever. He always right. appeared to be about in his forties, was what huh. people claimed. And so then, and again in eighteen twenty one, she wrote about meeting him again in her diary. Hmm. And she was kind of like the most credible of like the witnesses after his death, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah, it makes sense. But yeah, that is a uh, obviously there's a lot more of his excursions but that's the basics of uh what he was up to and Mm. no one like had a good idea of where he like came from from his language either because he spoke so many right yeah you said he was a linguistics dude or whatever so i guess yeah so it was crazy how he this guy just kind of (laughs) like appeared and then did all this interesting stuff and then there were like the rumors about him having the philosopher's stone he had that mysterious potion and he was involved with the freemasons which was interesting yeah that's all interesting stuff right there yeah well that was a history lesson <laughs> yeah really i've never heard of him interesting i neither have i and i i've heard his name but i never looked into it and this was the i decided to look into it today oh, cool all right well what do you have for us today so today i am going to be doing a little bit of a dive into the skinwalkers and what exactly is a skinwalker and all that good stuff because we've talked about skinwalker ranch before but that's different that's totally that's more aliens than it is actual native american stuff so today skinwalkers are canine humanoid shapeshifters that can travel between worlds using magical doors 
So they're not the same as uh, the Wendigo or other shape-shifting creatures. They actually want to be what they are. They are not made what they are, if that makes sense. So skinwalkers are humans that change into animals. Most often they can be found as wolves. And this is why that they get lumped in with werewolves and dogmen. Uh, skinwalkers were not turned into wolf against their will. Skinwalkers wanted to be these monsters. They can be found or heard of in the Southwest and within the Navajo populations. So if you go out West, then you've heard of skinwalkers there. It's a very popular topic out there. So in Navajo stories, skinwalkers are evil beings and witches. They are human sorcerers of dark magic who become skinwalkers when they kill somebody, usually a family member. Now, the thing to remember with skinwalkers is that most males are skinwalkers, not females. So it's a little different. Right. Because, you know, they call them witches or whatever. And most. Oh, yeah. You see what I'm saying? So most um, cultures, a witch is female. But in Native American, the skinwalker is who's considered a witch is actually mostly males. So skinwalkers are shapeshifters and they like to mimic the familiar to gain trust at its core as a regular person who wants to do evil things. Because it is believed that skinwalkers were, wear the skins of animals they transform into, it is considered taboo by um, Navajo people to wear the pelt of any animal. In fact, Navajos are only known to wear two types of hides. They'll wear sheepskin and buckskin. And both of these um, are only used for uh, ceremonial purposes. You will not see them running around wearing those. So if you see somebody running around wearing an animal pelt, then they're probably a skinwalker. That's one of the ways you can tell uh, a skinwalker from a normal person. Or at least that's what they say uh, in Native American culture. Anyway, skinwalkers are able to shapeshift into other creatures like foxes and coyotes, but like I said earlier, mostly they turn into wolves. And unlike other wolf creatures, they can travel between worlds through magical doors. Now, all your other creatures, especially werewolves, those are transformed by the moon, the phases of the moon. Mm -hmm. So with them, theirs is like a whole nother, you know, like there's all this magic that has to go with it. And one of the places that there is a door between our world and the other magical worlds is um, in Upper Antelope Canyon in Arizona. Now, this place is really cool. I wanna, I'd love to go check it out. Uh, you've probably seen pictures of this place before. It's got all these cool, like, tunnels and stuff that have been cut from the wind. So there's, like, these giant, like, holes and stuff in the, um, like, in the terrain and that. So when you... It, when it floods you could get trapped and like killed because of how um the area is and i'll post pictures on our um our instagram page so you can see what i'm talking about but a lot of people will go down there to try and find um the storeway or whatever and when it rains and they do have uh you know pop-up floods that happen people will die they had 11 people that died down there um uh, uh, uh not too long ago um, because they were trying to, you know, they were exploring down there. Interesting to note, the Upper Antelope Canyon is actually on Navajo land. So in order to go see this, you have to have 
only a Navajo guide can take you there. So you can't just blobble out on the, their land by yourself and go looking for things. You have to oh, have yeah. a guide because that's being disrespectful to them and their beliefs and all that. So skinwalkers became uh, very mainstream and were, uh, you know, front and center uh, starting in 1987 when they were used as a defense in a murder trial in Flagstaff, Arizona. Wow. The body. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? So they actually use them as somebody's defense. (laughs) So there was this um, 40 year old woman named Sarah uh, Saganisto. And she was found behind the hospital where she worked, okay? And um, they started, do, you know, doing their investigation in that. And when they found her, she had a broken stick across her throat. And there were some clumps of uh, graveyard that were near um, where her car or truck was parked. So um, they came to, to s- suspect a former English professor by the name of George Abney. And he was accused of killing her, and he was arrested, and he was put on trial. Now, I think this guy did it, and I think his defense yeah. attorney was just trying to, you know, get him off any way he could. So the defense's claim was that a skinwalker, not George, had killed Sarah. And they based all this information on the fact that um, when the police did the investigation, you know, they found this broken stick across her throat which is some of the stuff that they use in the actual ceremony for um, the skinwalkers. Like, I guess they use it in their ceremonies, like the witches, you know, these skinwalker witches use. And they also found the clumps of graveyard grass, which is another um, thing that they use when they do these little, um, hold these little ceremonies and stuff. So um, the defense claimed that the two objects were evidence of a skinwalker ritual so Abney was found guilty, but then he got acquitted a year later. I mean, what a joke. I swear. Sometimes. Wow. I know. It's like all these people that, you know, do things and then they get off. But so anyway, so he was found guilty originally, but then he ended up getting acquitted, which probably means that, you know, somebody talked about it when they weren't supposed to or, you know, something stupid. And that's how he got off. So skinwalkers have continued to capture people's imaginations in 2021. A click on TikTok showed a strange skeletal creature jumping from a grassy patch of wilderness. Now, I happened to find this clip. I don't know how or why, what? but yeah, it's kind of crazy and I can kind of see it being real and kind of not being real kind of thing. You know what I mean? So they say that a person is said to gain the power to become a skinwalker. This is really interesting. Upon initiation into the witchery way. Now, the witchery way is some kind of secret society, I guess, that um, they have that Navajo, I guess that you can, it's not a good secret society. I mean, they never are. But um, anyway, so you can, you know, become this special kind of skinwalker. So the initiation involved murdering a close relative. And it was said that a sibling would be, you know, the best person to use to you know, be initiated into this group. Other crimes also associated with this were necrophilia and grave robbing. So, I mean, this does not sound good at all. So once one has been initiated into the witchery way, then they become pure evil. And at that point, they are allowed to be able to do the shape-shifting to turn to these animals and they can go and kill people, steal their essence and do all these weird rituals and stuff. 
in native culture, like I said, most witches are males. But yeah, so that's basically what skinwalkers are are and how they kind of um came to be. Some stories about them. I wonder why they're lurking in the ranch. Yeah. The Skinwalker Ranch. <laughs> Apparently. Apparently they're working in all kinds of weird places. And I have to laugh because when I was looking today just to see if there was any other yeah. videos out there, there are some that are so fake I almost spit up my pop. Oh, yeah. there's You have to <laughs> be very I careful. Mean, a lot of right, videos like, yes. are fake or just... Yeah. Or like you can tell somebody like in a skeleton looking suit, you know what I mean? Like one oh, of yeah. those creepy ones where they look like part alien, part creep. And I'm like, yeah, that's not not real you know you're faking that's fake so you got to be really careful when you're out there looking on tiktok and all that but like i said a lot of times they can be spotted um in the southwest so keep your eyes open if you're going um out west anytime this uh next you know year or so um you can also find them a lot on navajo land so and you should definitely check out the cool uh park that i was telling you about but remember you have to be respectful because it is native american oh, land yeah. and you should also make sure that your guide is an uh, official member of the uh navajos that are that it's you know one of them and not somebody just trying to gain money off of them and the place again that i was talking about that uh is called the upper antelope canyon hmm. so yeah so anyway, that's all I have for today. Do you have anything else? Nope. <laughs> no gems, no nothing you saw on the Oh my god. I do have to mention there was I don't know okay. why I was watching this, but anyway, I was clicking around on TikTok and all that and I came across this funny video of some naked guy wrestling an alligator and i don't know why oh because the alligator was in the middle of the road okay what? so and i don't know why this guy was naked <laughs> to begin with okay why he's wandered around in the middle of the road naked but he starts wrestling with the alligator and we all know this is not going to end well for this guy and next thing you know the alligator has his leg in his mouth and i'm just thinking oh my god why and guess what state this video came out of florida you know where I mean, all the I, crazy I, videos it, come out of an, uh, a gator of course i know but i thought i was like this is too funny not to share but yeah so check it out it's out there just check just look for naked man wrestling alligator and it'll pop up but that's my funny little internet tidbit for the day all right well if you enjoyed our podcast today follow us on instagram at two scaredy cats podcast and please be sure to leave a review on apple podcasts and spotify it really helps the show get discovered and tune in in two weeks for a new episode and to all our scaredy cats and kittens out there, remember, curiosity didn't kill these two scaredy cats. <laughs>